With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hard to tell podcast episode 25. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. We are back. Yes. And we're closing out March with 25. This 25. Quarter man. century of episodes. Wow. wow. <laughs> that makes it wow. We can't call it our silver episode, but uh, 25 episodes. 25. Uh, we're still here. That's pretty dope. We're still going strong. And we're we going to be doing this for a while. So. And um, yeah, it's good. We're closing out Women's History Month. Uh, the we final are. episode, we had uh, t- two great women's guests uh, this month. Uh, no guests this week, just us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys have to deal with that. And, and our <laughs> producer, uh, Matthew Feniza, who yep. is in the house. And he is he's looking quite opening Take day official today. Take a look at this. That, look at that. Starter jacket. Yeah. Look got, at this. The hat. Look at that. He's got the Mets hat. I got a lot he's of. He's got the uh, Mets jacket on with the retro Mets jacket, which yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of looks on the, the A train today and a lot of like fist bumps and stuff. They probably think you're go- you were going to City Probably. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. And they found out you were here it. and they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. But well, no, people give me a couple of nods for the, the yeah, Mets yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. the Mets shirt today. It's good, man. And uh, yeah, my daughter and I, we took some pictures this morning, uh, you know, ready for opening day. So that was cool. But we'll get to opening day later. Yep. Uh, March, besides being Women's History Month, has also been NCAA tournament time, oh. uh, which has been interesting. We'll have a lot to talk about in the tournament with that as the championship game is approaching. Not in the way uh, you would think that we're going to talk about tournament. But we have had a chance to talk about the women's NCAA tournament, Brian. Uh-huh. And, you know, we talked a lot, we talked a lot of times, on the, or a bunch of times I say on this podcast, about people not showing women's sports the proper respect that it deserves. Right. Okay, and you see that a lot with the women's NCAA tournament. I've tuned in for some games. So have I. You have also tuned in for some games. UConn is looking dominant again, as they always have. Mm -hmm. And you brought it up to me this week. Yo, there's some people that have problems with that. There are people (laughs) that are like, yo, we're not here for UConn being dominant. To that, you say what? I was telling Matt right before we started, like, yo, nobody says this about Alabama football. Or the New England mm. Patriots. Mm. You know what I mean? In sports that people really care about. Or in basketball, the Golden State Warriors. And people may say, hey, maybe it's not quite the same because UConn, although they didn't win last year, you get yep. the impression that they win most years. You know, they've won a bunch of national championships over the course of really two decades now. Mm-hmm. And Alabama's been dominant for, I want to say, seven, eight years or something yeah. like that. Right? New England's been dominant for... 
uh, whenever Brady got drafted, <laughs> whenever Drew Bledsoe got hurt. How about the Spurs in basketball? 2001, yeah, the Spurs, How same thing. How many 50-year seasons but my thing this is, year, though? My thing is the theory that people have is that UConn's women's basketball is bad for the sport because of their dominance. When they don't say that about the other sports, and with me, my counter theory to that is you don't actually care about women's basketball and you don't watch it, so you're just saying it's bad from the sport from afar because it's not like, oh, one thing, it's not like if they started losing every year like they did last year to uh, Mississippi State in the Final Four when Morgan William hit the buzzer beater or whatever the case Great may game. be. Great game, fantastic game. Exactly, Great for the right? Of women's basketball. So if that, if, if that happens every year, it's not like you're going to start tuning in. I would think that, hey, if it was a man's team, like uh, let's say Kentucky, right, with John Calipari of all people because he's polarizing. Yep. Let's say that they go on this run and they're undefeated for a long period of time and they just start winning championship after championship or at least getting there, you know, year after year after year. You'll find a lot of people, probably because they're in the SEC also, but you'll find a lot of people who will start rooting against them. You'll find a lot of people who, you know, tune in to see them lose. But they're still watching. But they're still watching. Well, we, 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 that would right. be great if that were to happen for the women's game, if more people tuned in to try to see UConn lose, even if that's your motive, that's your motive. Right, your point is that's... People are sports fans. Your point is that's not even happening in the women's game. People aren't even tuning in to see people lose. And if you... People They're just saying that it's right. bad for the sport when it's not, and they know damn well that if it was a sport that they cared about or a team that they cared about, I or agree. dare I say a gender that they cared about, then they would be tuning in to see them. Here's how we know this to be true. We, have no, we can look no further... Then in the 70s, when UCLA was dominant mm -hmm. and winning what? they Did they win four years in a row? I can't remember. But UCLA had John the John Wooden teams, the Bill Walton teams. Oh, I'm talking more than about, four in a row, Which think. they were so dominant and nobody could beat them. And you know what? Y'all were tuning in. <laughs> Y'all were still tuning in. So it proves that even in collegiate sports, dominant teams have not hurt people's interest. The problem is, I've said this before in the show, I'll say this again. Most of y'all don't give a damn about women. And most of y'all don't give a damn about women's sports, right? right? It just goes hand in hand. But they don't want to admit that. So I'm with you 100%. This whole thing that it's going to hurt the sport, stop acting like y'all care. Yeah, exactly. Do you really care about the sport of women's basketball? Are you taking your sons and daughters to the game? They should be. They should be. <laughs> we spoke about that before in this too. Do they really care about the sport of women's basketball? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to advocate for women's basketball here. The... Look, women's basketball is a lot more. There's not as much parity in the game, I will say, as there is in the men's game right now. Which, let's, let's not also not act that parity in the men's game I was gonna that we've seen has yeah. kind of just been a recent thing. Yeah. Right? What we've really but seen. It, I would even take it a step further and be like, I don't think that many people tune in for parity. Because people, at the end of the day, people watch the NBA, but people want to see the Cavs and the Warriors in I the agree. final. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, there are people that want to see Houston, whatever, but all in all, you want to see the best teams. I think people overrate, like if, if, I think if, people overrate parity. Because yeah. what they'll do is they'll say, like, the NFL had this you know, time where it's, they had a lot of parity. And people are like, oh, NFL is parity. This is why it's the best sport. Anybody can do this. And then they'll say... Oh, but then the, the quality of play isn't what it was in the 80s when you had more dominant teams, when you saw a 14-2 Giants team or a San Francisco 49ers team, and then yeah. there, was a, there was really like two or three teams that could win the championship. Yeah. Fine. People say they like it, but then they complain that the quality is good. So what is it that you want in sports? And I agree. The people who are saying this when it comes to women's sports, they're, they're full of you-know-what. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely full of it. So I, I – 
you know what? Some of you guys need to watch the women's tournament, see the high level of play of some of these uh, women that are playing the sport at a high level. We got a great championship game last year. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. We're going to have a good Final Four coming up. Yeah. And UConn, they don't even win all of their games. Like, I mean, granted, yeah, they smacked around St. Francis PA like 140 to 52 or whatever it was, uh, which is kind of hilarious. But <laughs> they, 88 they, points in the first half. But you expect that in the first round, not a, that, but you expect in the first round between a 1 and 16 to be a blowout. But they had a close game with Duke where they only won by 13 points. You know what I mean? Like, not all of their wins are just smacking teams. And quite frankly, you know, you guys, again, like, really like dominance in sports. Like, New England, if they, they, they win the AFCs every year, nobody says anything. Yep. People tune in to watch them lose. So I feel like, you know, everyone tunes in for villains at the end of the day. Just make UConn a villain. <laughs> they, 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 and they're, they're, they're a rightful villain, and they are actually great for the sport. Yeah. You think of women's college basketball – you think of UConn first. That's not a bad thing. And they have a lot of great players that have come out of it and performed yeah. highly in a professional level overseas and here in this country. Y'all don't give a damn about it because y'all don't watch the WNBA either. Yeah, none of y'all say anything when Jimmy Johnson wins, you know, a bunch of, uh, bunch of cups in NASCAR. Oh, we ain't talking about that. <laughs> we ain't talking about that because I'll tell you what, I don't give a nah, damn about NASCAR. Nobody watches NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people watch it. I just don't care about NASCAR. No, nah, we're ignorant New Yorkers. Nobody I, watches I, NASCAR. I, I don't care, care about NASCAR <laughs> at all. Um, some, something I saw this week that I cared about, I was actually watching. I took time the other day at work to watch the Stormy Daniels interview oh. uh, <laughs> on 60 Minutes. I was like, he had no idea I was going to mention that. <laughs> I, so I was watching it. I was watching it with a coworker. And I was watching 60 Minutes, which I had not watched in a long time. Me neither. I did, I did watch some of that as well, though. Yeah, and, and I'm not, we're not really going to get into the Stormy Daniels uh, thing, but uh, Anderson Cooper did a, did a good job. I will say I was very bothered. He I did won't do mention a good one. job. He did a great job yeah. of, in the interview. I will say I was bothered by uh, <clears throat> Stormy Daniels relaying to us, the public, that when she was given a compliment by uh, not then, but now President uh, 45, um, he said that she was a smart and beautiful one, I'm paraquoting here, and that she reminded him, and obviously he was trying to flirt with her and get with her, and that needs to be prefaced, and that she reminded oh. him right. of his daughter. And I almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> what? What? Take a minute. What? <laughs> what? Are you serious? Damn. And this is this this is gonna transition to where I'm going, which has nothing to do with Look, man, I ain't I gonna try this. and put the moves on somebody that reminds me of like my my sister or my cousin Ever. or something Any like family that. member. Nah. And after here, I nah. guess what I was kind of thinking about. Maybe not even my ex. In in the whole <laughs> situation of sitting there and listening to Stormy Daniels Damn. say this, I was like, How did you not get up? How did you not leave then? I'd have been like, yo, that's real creepy, man. I don't know that much about Stormy Daniels, yeah. but... Uh, Neither do I. <laughs> I, I. Look, maybe she had a motive. I don't know. I don't know what's good with that. I, well, either way, I'm I just, had a similar... Either way, I'm just saying it's creepy. That's I had a similar cool. reaction to oh, you yeah. did, but then I just was kind of like, eh, I mean, you know. I. But you know what? It was like, I was like, what? But then I thought about it, and I was like, that's, that's what he would do. That's what he would say. Oh, that's no. Yeah, oh, we, we don't even... Do we want to go there? No, because, no, like... No, 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 no. We don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> no. have the time to go there. Anyway, I say all this because this was... This is what Look, man, November 2018. Let's go. This is like, what, <laughs> this is what uh, a lot of people were tuning in for. But after 60 Minutes had another piece after that that uh, focused on Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
And Ooh, I watched this piece. Killed that last name pronunciation. Yeah, because yeah, nice. you know what? Some people need to get it right. <laughs> a lot of people, you lazy guys who can't get it right. Say Greek that freak. That have to say Greek freak. Yeah. And, and, and look, that's where the Greek freak name really comes from. The nickname comes from is that people are just too lazy to pronounce Giannis's name. You can do it if you practice <laughs> like Brian. You can do it <laughs> yeah. if you practice like Brian. And you, could draw, and you could remix that. You I might scratch yeah. that up. And I that might just need like the phonetic spelling in front of me for like a day. And then you'd be able to get it, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. fine. Now, my, I've had a problem with this. And I'm going to give credit to the person that kind of brought this to my attention on my radar. Good friend of mine, friend of the podcast, uh, Ben Griesinger, a good friend of mine. He spoke with me about this, I think, back when we started the podcast. I was at a kid's birthday party with Simone, and he has a young son as well, too, that's a little older than Simone. And we were talking about this, and he was saying that how he hates the fact that nobody ever brings up Giannis's Nigerian heritage. Yeah, which I I didn't even know about when you brought this to my attention. I had no idea he was from Nigeria. I texted Brian about this. And how I felt after watching the 60 Minutes piece. And Brian was like, yo, I didn't even know I was know like, that. what with mad I, exclamation yeah. points? Matt, did you know this? <laughs> no, but I knew something was up because he's Greek, but he's black. And I was just like, wait. You haven't seen too many black people? <laughs> right? Yeah, I haven't seen too right. many black people. Yeah, like, like, um, I've been to Astoria a couple of times. Like, <laughs> and I haven't. I've a, never a, seen a, too many. Now, and I, and listen, and I, 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 this is, I like Greek culture and Greek yeah, yeah, food yeah, yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talk anywhere. with our boy Nick Metalinos, who yeah. spent some time in Greece. Greek and Australian. And Greek yeah. and Australian. I know of Shortsonitis, the basketball yeah. player who was from Greece. Which reminds black. me. Which reminds me, Nick and I are supposed to link up and have some good Greek food, and we got to get that done. You I think come I think he's away. Yeah, you know. Is he away now? I think is he's away. We got to we, we got to get that. But back to Giannis. But anyway, back to Giannis. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt said something was wrong. For people who don't know, Giannis Antetokounmpo is he was born in Greece, along with his siblings. Yeah. Um, he, his parents are Nigerian born. Right. They, if you want to say, defected or immigrated to uh, Greece. Now, if you know anything about the politics in Greece with immigration, it's not not a lot different than things are here. They don't want certain people there. Some mm. of the Greek nationals don't want certain people there. Mm. So a lot of these uh, African people from African nations that come to Greece are not necessarily wanted in Greece, mm. okay? My problem with this claim or embrace by the Greeks of Giannis is that Y'all didn't want anything to do with him until you saw that he could play basketball, right? So his tie to Greek culture really isn't that strong because a lot of people that look like him that live in Greece, they can't get documentation. They can't get papers. They can't get passports. They can't travel. They can't become citizens of Greece, right? This all happened for Giannis because of his ability to play the game. And let's also understand that Giannis Antetokounmpo was not a very highly touted prospect. Most people before he came into the league didn't even know about him on a scouting level, right? He really kind of built, if you know his story, he really kind of just surprised a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's not until this fame that this guy had has the Greek culture, Greek people embrace him. Now you see him, he's called a Greek freak. You see a lot of uh, Greek folks in Milwaukee at the game. I just saw something in this piece for 60 Minutes with him singing the national anthem with them. What bothered me is that I think sometimes his Nigerian heritage gets glossed over. 60 Minutes did a fantastic job for the most part on this piece, and I tend to like their work. I think that they glossed over it. They didn't really mention it. It was just like, oh, his parents are from Nigeria, and now they're living in Greece, 
and he's there too, and he's embraced this whole Greek thing. And I'm like, but were they really embracing him before, and do they embrace people that look like him? So in a way, I think the story of Giannis Antetokounmpo has been whitewashed. I want to know if, because I've seen some of the videos you're talking about, like, you know, you'll scroll down your Instagram feed or Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, and you'll see that he'll walk out and then all the Greek fans will be like, you know, mm-hmm. they'll have flags, they'll be like celebrating him, whatever the case may be, and he'll be there. And I'm wondering if in the back of his mind, does he ever think like, damn, this is cool, but I remember a time where they didn't really accept me. Is he on some, yeah. oh, it's great that they accept me now, or is he on some, does anybody know about my Nigerian heritage, or is he like, I mean, if you look it is at, what it if, is. From what I take, I obviously don't know. Uh, I would Oxford love to personally, know. But yeah. from what I saw in this piece for 60 Minutes, he has totally embraced the Greek heritage, and they embraced the, them embracing him. Now, here's the thing you have to understand. The culture of Greece is all he knows because that's where he was born. Yeah. So to some degree, I understand that, yeah. right? But I do see a little bit of where you might feel a kind of way about that. And I want to read this quote that I, I sent you this article. Yeah. Um, this was an article written by Kurt Helen uh, for NBC Sports back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And the title says, Greece wanted nothing to do, this is the headline, to do with his family onto the coupon until NBA noticed his basketball skills, right? Yeah. And this, and this is right before his career started. started. He had just gotten drafted that yes. year. Yes. Just got it. So this is yeah. somebody who wrote this early. And we're going to take a break after I, I t- read this quote. But um, also should be noted, as I said, they are Nigerian. They were illegal immigrants here. Okay. And Antetokounmpo told Jim Arsarzi, uh from Milwaukee.com. The interest, this is a quote, the interest from NBA personal departments helped the brothers earn spots on the Greek national team. An issue had to be resolved. However, in order to travel, they needed passports. To have a passport, they needed citizenship. Giannis, his brother Thanasis, and Kostas, and Alex, four children, were all born in Greece. But as children of Nigerian immigrants, they were never recognized as Greeks. Nothing was ever steady, certain. They faced evictions, moved from place to place. They survived together as a family, the boys selling sunglasses, hats, and bags on the streets. Mother Veronica babysat. Father Charles worked as a handyman. Once Giannis and Thanasis picked up a basketball, they even had to share the same shoes. For 20 years, they were illegal, he continued. It's very hard to live for 20 years without papers. Very, very hard. You have children. You have to go out and work without papers. At any moment, the cops can stop you and say, come over here and let me send you back to your country. For me, my parents, they are heroes. This was a quote by Giannis saying this, right? The writer then points out, say, don't miss out on the hypocrisy here. As soon as they found out Antetokounmpo could play ball, suddenly the Greek nation that made them live in the shadows for two decades embraced a family like prodigal sons. They've met the prime minister now, treated like heroes. Lots of nations, when times get tough and unemployment rises, some people keep scapegoats and people thinking that they don't belong. Right? That's the hypocrisy. I do agree with this author that there is some hypocrisy there. There are a lot of Nigerian and African people in Greece that have to live in the shadows, that are afraid of getting stopped, just like people in this country. Yeah, I was going to say, just like people here. are afraid of getting stopped. They're afraid of getting sent back to their countries. I heard a story about um, Dan Lebatard. He said this recently, like, his father named him Dan, and his brother, um, damn, what's his brother's name? Another common American name, I think maybe um, David or something like that. To avoid, you know, that sort of discrimination. Same thing happened with Giannis here. You know what I mean? Like to avoid that sort of discrimination because they're, you know, Cuban Americans. So that happens. That's the thing that happens in this country as well. And that's pretty eye opening because, you know, I again, I want to know how he feels about that. 
Really? Yeah. Truly. I, now, now, he has applied for trademark at a Greek freak name. So Which he, he should. He's a break, get yeah, your he money. Should. Get your money. But I'm wondering how deep down he really feels about the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. I, it's interesting. And I want to know, like, how he is with, uh, you know, about his Nigerian heritage. Yeah, I know there's been some talk about asking him and Victor Oladipo to play for the uh, Nigerian national team, which I actually would like to see. I think it would be good for African basketball and Nigeria, period. Yeah. Um, but I think Giannis is going to play in the next Olympics for the Greek team. We got to take a break, though. Yeah. When we come you back. You kill that read, by the way. Not one hiccup. I was observing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Four paragraphs, no hiccups. No hiccups. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like Matt was going to say something, but he didn't go there, so I'm actually glad he didn't. Uh, when we come back, oh. we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk to Matt about his Utah Jazz as they're trying to get a playoff spot. We're going to talk about why we are tired of hearing about Sister Jean yeah. and the NCAA tournament with Loyola Maryland. And also, you know, sorry, Milton Doyle. You see us, you see us rocking this MB, this uh, MLB gear. Mets season yeah. is about to start. Uh, we're going to talk to you about why we're excited about opening day when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to 8 Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code A-H-T-T-Pod to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who has the best car app service, so use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. The best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting, and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from Season 1 and take the Sports Walk today. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 25. Brian is excited. I'll tell you what Brian's not excited about. (laughs) Uh, He has enjoyed this Loyola, Maryland run to the final four. Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, Chicago. Chicago, Loyola, Maryland is in Baltimore. Yeah, that's two different things. (laughs) Well, that's why I explain why we're both tired of something here. I couldn't even get the name of the team right. Oh, man. Um, Loyola, Chicago, I apologize. Uh, They have had this historic run to the final four. And uh, it's very interesting. But somebody has been stealing the spotlight. <laughs> and Brian's not happy with it. He's not. He's coming hold for on, her. He's coming. Right He's coming. Let me defend I just my... hit the table. I can't believe I did that. I'm going to defend myself. Calm down, Dex. Yeah, you hit the table before me. No, nah, I think I hit it in the first segment. I'm of pretty course. Sure of course. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast if you don't hit the table. Yeah, oh, a bunch of times. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I'd be messing up the audio like yeah. that. Sorry, guys. It's all right. But anyway. Yes. Set, up. Uh, Set it up. So, Sister Jean. Um... I'm tired of the coverage of her. I'm tired of the coverage of her just because 
We see Loyola on this great George Mason-like run, VCU-like run, coming as an 11 seed and getting all the way to the Final Four. But as they're winning these games, I notice that nobody's saying anything about the players. Nobody's saying anything about the coach. Who are they talking about, Brian? I don't know. I had to look it up because Milton Doyle, who's with the Brooklyn Mets, who we interviewed recently regarding you know Loyola Chicago or whatever the case may be, uh, I was like, hmm, who are these teammates that he's speaking of? So I looked them up and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yo, I'm watching, the, I'm watching these games and they keep putting Sister Jean on. Sister Jean on. Like, I get it. She's 98, you know. Sister Jean is, is, a, is, a, is a nun. She's a super fan right. of the team. Yeah. Uh, a nun who, okay. Uh, Milton Doyle says that even when he was there. And granted, he was like one of their only NBA players ever. He, when he was there the last four years, she would send out emails to each player individually after the game. Positive and negative feedback, right? So she would send out these emails, and I asked him, like, what, did you like the feedback? Did yo, you, you know? yo, after one game, he was like, Sister G, you ain't gonna step on the court, man. That's what I asked him. I asked him, were you ever like, oh, she don't, you don't know what you're talking about? Or and he was like, nah, because she knows what she's talking about. She knows basketball. She knows feedback, whatever. She, okay. I mean, she's good at okay. the feedback. I don't mind that part of it. My yeah. thing is, I want more coverage on the players. Why are we not getting feature packages, video packages, feature stories done on the players as opposed to everyone just catering after Sister Jean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, like, Matt, you're looking at Brian funny. Do you think Brian's being a hater? I don't Is he think hating he, on Sister no, Jean. No, um, at the end of the day, it's these kids on the floor that are winning the games. She's not winning the games. And and by the way, making millions of dollars for the, the school. school. Yeah, and it's, and I don't I know th- if it's actually millions. And I think they're making oh, bo- like now. there's bobbleheads of Sister Jean. Like they're just capitalizing on this, which essentially is like. But the kids at the end of the day are making the baskets. And they're nothing. winning these games. She's just sitting on the sideline cheering them on like she's done since 1964 or 63 or 68. It's one of those 60s when Loyola <laughs> won. And she was there for it. So, like, all good by her. And she probably does know her stuff. But yeah. these kids are winning the games. She's not winning the games. Like, when she had an interview with uh, the TBS or TNT or whatever crew it was after the game, and she had her hat backwards. I'm scrolling down my Twitter feed. I didn't see that. And they're just, they're just like, oh, my God, she has her hat backwards. And I'm like, yo, really? dog. Like, really? Like, I don't That's care, That's what we are? Man. We're yeah. excited because Sister Jean put her hat backwards? And do we and do we want to do we want to get into really why but else si- people wait, are anonymous? Look, notice it. Sister Jean can wear a hat backwards, but people had a problem with Ronald Acuna. Wearing his hat a little tilted up. That's that's <laughs> that's go. where y'all at. Really? There what you if, go. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. I'm not. So you're over sisters. You know this. You know. You know. I want the players to get the attention they deserve. You know the only, because at yeah. least when George Mason was getting to the Final Four, I learned who Jai Lewis was. Right. I learned when VCU was getting there who Joey yeah. Rodriguez was. And Shaka Smart as head coach. And Shaka so. Smart, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. Yeah. Now, now you know that when you, for, we're recording this a couple of days before the Final Four, um, but you know when you look at the Final Four this weekend before uh, the Loyola Chicago plays Michigan, I'm sure there'll be a piece and they'll have something to do with Sister Jean. They'll do some kind of pregame piece, and Brian's gonna like you know throw up. Yeah. Um, from seeing this, the sick yeah. of Sister Jean. This is not hate on Sister Jean. I understand. I think we're <laughs> gonna throw up. I don't really know too many <laughs> of the players on on Loyola Chicago. I don't know, I don't know any. The, the only story I know is that they were like they play Fortnite on the bus rides. That's the only, which I'm sure everybody does yeah, now. Yeah, but the thing is, though, like I, I, need, I, need, I need to get but, into, but I will Fortnite. start this weekend. But here's I the, might. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. 
These kids are winning these games, these buzzer beaters. Why don't you have stories on the kids that made the shot after each game? Every game they oh, won was a buzzer beater. It, it, oh, my God. Yeah. If this was a New York team, oh, I would be all 100%. Over that. You know yeah. that. But the thing is, <laughs> the only story that I personally have seen um, on these players was that they played Fortnite in the hotel room before a game Which or after a game. everybody does. Exactly. So, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> and they're starting a trend where other teams, where they're uh, trying to find father so and so. Yes, father yeah, so and so. That's where I was going. I just I banged the table. Because <laughs> I, I, the other day, he told me about how sick he was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at this story. They tried to find Father Brown from Michigan. And it's like, Father Brown and Sister Jean are supposed to meet before the game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They also found yeah. Jalen Rose's grandmother, who's a hundred. So shout out to her for still yeah, being man. here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, shout out to her for still being here. And <laughs> well, this is Gene too. You know that. You know that. Especially they're gonna play it up this week, especially with Easter Sunday. Yeah. You know, we got Good Friday, yeah. Easter Sunday. Yeah. And the feel good holy, days. They're gonna have their holy blessing and a day after, you know, and all this other stuff that's gonna go on. No disrespect to anybody's faith, um, but. You know they're going to play that up for sure this weekend. Here's the yeah. one thing that I got to say is that... Um, and then we're done with Sister Jane. Yeah, most of these schools... <laughs> yeah, please. Um, all of these schools, at least the Catholic colleges that I know of, yeah. they all have a priest on their bench. Yeah. Honest, yeah, like they all ha- like they all have some religious figure that travels with them, gives them blessings and stuff like that. St. Francis has one. They do, exactly. <laughs> so here's the thing. like the only The only thing is like it was just a perfect storm of how she's 98 and... You know, I she, get it. She's yeah, she's, yeah. She's you know she's an older woman and she's there and she's energy and she's some spunk. I get it, but like yeah. Brian's right. Can we talk? I yeah. understand the draw, no. but we can we talk about the players? 100%. So when we talk when we talked to Milton Doyle at Nets practice on Monday, we were talking about this. I may or may not have been the only reporter whose headline did not include Sister Jean. Rightfully uh, so. And in respect uh, to everybody yeah, else, no. but I did that purposely because I did not want to shine any more light about See, this. Everybody. I focused yeah. on Milton Doyle talking about Loyola, talking about the team, also talking about Sister Jean. There's a quote in there if you want to look at it. Look That's daily. You should com. check out yeah. the story. Uh, and no, no, we're, we're done with Sister Jean here. Yeah. Next, uh, like, next but time. You know what, though? I do. I, I would love to see, on the flip side, I would love to see Loyola Chicago win the entire tournament because I, I am very much for mid-major basketball. You know what I yes. mean? Like, I would love to that see would them be dope. beat yeah. Michigan, yeah. beat Villanova or Kansas. I would love to that see that. That would be dope. I don't think it's going to happen because I think Michigan's going to beat them by 15. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, Michigan. I'm just mad because um, they ruined my Final Four. Because I have three oh, of the four Final Four. I, mine is destructive. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got like 99% of yeah. our, our like thing. I went up a little bit. Maria, I'm still trying to catch you. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I just want to oh. beat Maria. Oh, people She's still, people still looking at the brackets? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I stopped doing that a long time Je- Jeff is like oh, all one, the way one, at the bottom. Yeah. Jeff and Maddie P are all the way yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. I just want to beat Maria. Well, I don't yeah. even know where I stand. Yeah. I don't know where I am. Yeah. So, You're uh, somewhere down there. I didn't even care. I knew I was going to win. The one, right. thing, one thing I will say in college basketball before we move on, uh, very excited uh, the other day, my school, Pitt Panthers, mm. they're Yikes. coming back. Mm. We're, we're co- I'm saying it right here now. We're coming back. And I agree. We're, co- we're coming for all of y'all. Yeah. All of y'all who thought we were down, laughed at us for not winning a conference game. I like to hire Pitt, Jeff Capel, uh, assistant at Duke. A brother. Yes. Yeah. I like to hire. I really, really like to hire. Considering the way the coach search was going, I think it ended up very well. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Not going to spend too much time in it. No. I'm telling y'all, y'all ACC people out there, Syracuse can't stand y'all. <laughs> we, co- we coming for you guys. What was the year we're that, coming back. What was the year that you guys made the Elite Eight? I won't talk about that. No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't bring it I up for bad memories. 
But I'm trying to remember how long ago was that. 2009. Oh, oh yeah. That See, was, I was going to say it's not that long ago, but I, didn't, I just realized it's 2018. So that was the like, Dewan Blair one. Well, well, how's the furthest you've gone since then? I'm seriously asking. I'm not even trying to be like. Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm going to okay. say Sweet 16. Lost. I think y'all. Yeah. I think y'all. Hey. I mean, it's going to take probably a couple years. Oh, it's gonna take years. Yeah. Program, We're coming you know? back. I'd say, I'd say, I think, I think, I think, Oakland um, Zoo is gonna be rocking again. I say, yeah. I will be down yeah. there for a game. I say, too. towards the second of uh, the end of the second year and the third year. Yeah, because that, that. there. Not yeah. to get into too much of a deep dive, but no, I do feel like they'll, you know, they'll overachieve this year because they'll probably their expectation going be in, so low that it'll be like this, whatever they did this year. That's what people will expect I mean, to reap. You can't get any worse than 0 17 comes. Yeah, <laughs> no. I think maybe, maybe you'll see them get close to 500. You know what I mean? Instead That'd be of asking like, a lot. Instead of still. 0 and 18, maybe you'll get to 7 and 11. Let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's see who stays. That's what's yeah. key. We'll yeah. see now with him coming. We'll see who stays. Yeah. Moving on. There's NBA. NBA. Nice. Yeah, that's your pit analysis. <laughs> you, you won't be getting some of that for a while. Um, <laughs> moving next, on to the NBA. Next October. Uh, checking in on Matt because his Utah Jazz yeah, uh, yeah. just lost a tough game to the Celtics. Yeah. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, yeah. How confident are you that they are going to make the playoffs? It's very crazy in the West. Um, not if it's a rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Ben Simmons, where are, where are you at? Come at me on Twitter. I give it Everyone's coming at me. That's an interesting debate. I'm going to get into that when the season's okay. done. We're going to save yeah, that for yeah. another day. I give it to Donovan Mitchell for right now. Yeah. I'm not um, even trying to be yeah. on that. No, we got, we're, we're going to debate end of the year awards when the season's over. We're yeah. going to do this. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of confident we're going to make an eighth spot just the way we're playing right now. Last night was a terrible loss. They gave a 30-point lead, I think, in the fourth quarter away. or some. They had a ridiculous lead, and they gave that away. And when everyone, whenever I watch basketball and a team I'm rooting for gives away a lead like that and they lose, I ain't even mad because they deserve to lose that game. <laughs> so yesterday, they deserve to lose that game giving away a lead like that. Um, so, so when that starts happening to the Mets, will you uh, react the same way? Well, as a Mets fan, I don't really go in that optimistic. <laughs> so we'll get I was going to say, we'll get to that in a second. I was going to say, you look very optimistic today. Uh, I'm just, Everybody looks yeah, optimistic on opening day. Yeah, I yeah. look optimistic. You <laughs> might never see me wear this again after today. Even... even <laughs> Even Ray fans are like optimistic. Yeah. Marlins fans are Hope optimistic. Hope springs eternal on yeah. opening day. Yeah. So well, yeah, you have a Granderson shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. That shows you how optimistic I am. Still <laughs> yeah. living in the past. Um, the I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the basketball they're playing. Um, it's fun. I think they'll make an eighth spot. But right now, where they're setting up, um, they're looking to face Houston in the first round, Yeesh. which is like. Four one. But. Um, yeah, the, I think they'll. The game? I think they'll make the playoffs. That West is yeah. insane though, because like it's a between four teams, it's tied between what two like. And it's three, been like three and a half games. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> you really you really don't know what's going on. Um, they just gotta keep playing hard. T- can't give up losses like that. But I'm confident they'll make an eighth spot. Uh, I'm not gonna Rudy say. Gobert, defensive player of the year. I'm gonna say no. Dex texted me about this the other day. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it too much yeah. because of we're gonna talk about it at the end of the year. But I have my reasons why I think he should be. Yeah. I'll get into that more later. Mm. Um, I can see things will that will the last two weeks sway you. No, no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I, I, yeah. it, it'll just be interesting how writers vote on this because of the time he's missed. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. What I will say about Matt's Jazz real quick. If you haven't noticed, we have added a new T-shirt to our T Public oh, store. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, that Matt actually designed himself as a jazz fan. I did it in and five it, minutes. It's a response to my thing telling him about he misses Gordon Hayward. So I say check it out at our T Public store. T-public.com. If you don't know, you can see it in the ad. Listen Slash to the backpack. ad that we've had. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that. Um, 
I don't really have anything to say about my team as far as basketball goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, they look like they're probably going to pick somewhere between seven and nine. They probably did too much winning in the last week. Yep. But, you know. You uh, also have mad injuries. Yeah. You know, what What I will say, I, I will say a couple things real quick. Number one, injuries. Trey Burke has shown to me that he is a rotation player mm. with the Knicks. Um, it was a good find. He's on a non-guaranteed deal, kind of like our boy Spencer Dinwiddie. Knicks will have control of him next year. I think he can be a good rotation player off the bench. He reminds me of a Lou Williams type. Mm. Uh, number two, I will say, for those of you out there that were on the uh, Emmanuel Moutier bandwagon, <laughs> he cannot play. Sky Zoo. I was trying to Sky tell Zoo. you Sky guys Zoo. that. Yeah. I was telling you guys that, including Sky Zoo sat here, and I did not agree with we him. sat right here. Sat, I did not agree with him. I don't understand how you could defend Moutier. Don't give me this stuff about he needs more time. Your the album guy, is great, though. The guy can't defend, <laughs> and we love to have you come back. We'll talk about this next year. The guy can't defend. The guy can't shoot. His basketball IQ was horrible. Personally, I don't want to see him on the floor anymore. Too bad. Give Neil Aquino more time. Play him with Burke like they've been doing lately. Do me a favor. The backcourt looks fine like that. Clip this. So then we'll we'll tweet out this clip and we'll tag a minute. I'm then, fine with that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but where, but what, the last thing I put about the Knicks, where I did agree and I agree even more with Sky Zoo, is I do like more as we're looking at where the Knicks could pick getting one of the bridges, McCall or Miles. Miles seems, just signed mm-hmm. the agent. Agent with yeah. Rich Paul seems to which be is a good fit for the Knicks. So I would like either one of those in the draft. That's all yeah. I really have to say about the Knicks. I, with what Matt said, I'm very excited about the way the seat. I'm watching all these games on League Pass because the West is so crazy every night. I'm, I'm always tuned in, but I'm really tuned in. Yeah. I'm flipping through games um, because the West is so crazy. So the end of the regular season is really excited. But I'm ready for the playoffs, man. I'm ready. I think, I think Portland is a team that I'm watching closely. I like how they've been playing. They I had think a Portland, bad loss, 100%. too. I am a big, 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 big believer in Damian Lillard, and I feel like Portland could surprise people. Rip City. Yes. City. You know, they're, they're, they're playing tough and they're executing well down the stretch. They had a good win against New Orleans the other yeah, night. They did. Um, so they're, they're, they're executing they're well third, down the stretch. They're third right they're now. Third. They so. played real, they've got, they figured out their offense. That's what's been ex- interesting for them. Uh, before we go to break, uh, obviously you're not because we don't know why you it's didn't fine. get the opening day memo. We don't know what you're doing, not wearing anything. I have a Puerto Rican flag on my hat. Is that the hat that I took today? Yeah, yeah, you did. I have a Puerto Rican flag on my hat, and 100%. my country is well represented in the sport. We have Francisco Lindor. We have Carlos Correa. Except y'all don't be playing the game the right way. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for you guys who you don't get Seth it. You have Seth But anyway. But I'm yeah, in. so we are well represented. Uh, are you excited about opening day? Because you can, if you're watching no. this podcast, you can clearly see Matt and I are. I'm not excited about opening day. I'm more excited about the show, which I just bought, which right now is processing into my PlayStation 4 as we speak. Nice. I will I'm be jealous. playing that. I won't probably dive deeply into that because next week is UFC 223 and this week is Dick's Nationals. Well, Geico Nationals now. Yes, no longer there, no longer sponsored. Right. Uh, so after all that. Maybe I'll find some time during. I will deeply. So you're more excited about the show. Than and then, no, day. but then after I get into the show, I will get more into baseball. See how that kind of works? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I 100%. I don't, I don't know if I'm yeah. buying the show this year. I haven't decided yet. Um, mm. I know Matt does this every other year. Personally. Yeah, so it just, this year is not just, a. Can we, can it just we, came can out we, Tuesday. Can we talk about this? One thing I'll say quickly is that franchise has been rocking for a while, but how fantastic of a franchise they are. And the detail and everything they put into the game. Best baseball game around. Oh, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. They're, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, and it has been since. For a while. They haven't, yeah. yeah, they've yeah. Been, they, EA can't even try yeah. with coming out with a baseball game. 2K side. tried. It was just. Yeah, and I mean, they've been fantastic. Well, this is a fantastic game. Yeah. 
Um, Your point so was about to be. My point was just that yeah. I just want to say that it was a fantastic game. I just oh. want to give them kudos to it. And I, nice. I haven't bought it in two years, but I may buy this year. Even uh, though Aaron Matt, Judge is on the cover. I like Aaron Judge though. Oh, okay. No, oh, he's on the cover. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't know he was on the cover this no. year. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you? How excited are you for opening day? Obviously, huge Mets fans like myself. Super excited. Uh, are you super optimistic? Yeah. What's your What's your? I, mean, I want to gauge both predictions for okay. the Mets. Because um, I grew wins. up a Mets fan as well. I wrote I wrote a note on my phone about. I made it like a. I was talking to my my dad. Said they're going to be a, above five hundred. So I'm going to say around. 88, 90 something okay. wins. I'm gonna say 90 wins. Wow, you're going. I, I'm saying 87, 80. I'm gonna say 88 wins. I'll say 90. I was wins. actually at 85, so we're in the same yeah, kind, it's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of the same. 88 should eight or well, 90 should definitely get you in the wild 90 card. if they stay healthy. Healthy. Unlike saying, should get uh, you unlike there. Salvador Perez. You guys hear about that Salvador? Yes. Salvador Perez. Yes. Crazy. I'm more intrigued. The most, the most intriguing thing to me, uh, with the Mets are the minor league prospects, not Tim Tebow. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, yeah, Dominic Smith. Well, like I want to see Smith Justin is, Dunn. Like I want, yeah. I want to see how these guys develop. Look, the Mets. I think it's going to be all about pitching. We'll see what they can do. Uh, I think obviously on opening day, you're always excited. It's there's a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah, and I got yeah. to see some of these guys too. Yeah, uh, covering the Cyclones like the year before last year. That's so. crazy. Yeah. So I, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see Jose what they Reyes. do. Future should be bright. Yeah, Jose Reyes was there. Yeah. We were both there. I love that. We I was there. there we were both there that day. I was yeah, there that yeah, day. Yeah, I was, that was right. I was, I was definitely there that day. I, was, I might head back down to um, Coney Island this summer. It's good, good to see some Why minor not? games yeah. out yeah. there. It's good. It's fun. It's fun. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Cardi B. Long-awaited <laughs> album is dropping April 6th. Uh, we'll talk about if we're excited for that, if anybody is. We're also going to talk about how people sometimes do too much on Twitter and they come for your teams yes. when they really shouldn't be saying anything at all. And Some of y'all need to fall back. And I have another food question. And, so and another food that's question. That's becoming our specialty. Hip-hop, food, sports. We got another food we, question. We promise we won't talk about the food at MSG when we get Yo. back on the A Hard to Tell podcast. <laughs> sports Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t.pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official Backpack Broadcasting here today. Episode 25, we are back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, yeah. and we're going to close it out by talking a little hip-hop like we always do. Mm-hmm. Cardi B, 
uh, Matt's favorite rapper is <laughs> yeah, one of my top one of my top five. Yeah, Finally yeah, yeah. dropping the when, album. When you said Cardi B to tease this segment, he just waved his yeah, hand. Like, no, like, don't introduce, I'm, I'm don't good. don't include me in this, please. <laughs> Cardi B is finally. Are dropping you a Cardi album. B fan? <laughs> I do think she's good at ad libs, though. She should really hop on a track. Did she have on a track I mean, with Migos yet? Oh uh, yeah, she's done one with all. She's oh, okay. done one with all. Motorsport. She should just. I'm intrigued uh, by Cardi. Well, sure. I mean, I don't think she is like amazing. I'm Cardi B is. I'm not like wild by. I will listen to the album when it comes out. You know, I just. But I gotta listen to that Black Milk album first. I understand, which I listen to. I'll get to that in a second. Yes. I understand that everybody champions Cardi B because you know there can always only be one mainstream. Which I don't like. Uh, I mean, you can have more than hip hop yeah. artist at the time. I mean, she doesn't excite me in a way. I'd be excited to listen to a Rhapsody album. I was gonna say that, but yeah. I will check it out because I do, I don't think Cardi B is a bad rapper by. Means I think Cardi B is solid. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Bodak Yellow. Am I excited for this album? No. no. Will I listen to it? Yeah. Yes, I'm because I'm going to. Yeah. I, as a fan of hip hop, I'm intrigued to see what she can put together. Right. What well, first? My first thing is she released the album title, which is called Invasion of Privacy. Interesting album title, yeah. I will yeah. say. Okay. Album cover and the artwork. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look this up. Yeah, pull that I, up. <laughs> I, I don't. I am not a fan of the artwork. It looks like she a throw a, a mismatch between like Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly album cover. What is that? Uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I said. Like that's Matt's response is what is that? Matt's response. Now, now let me say this before I let you talk, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I am not. Before a, I let you I am talk. not. A, I'm business. not a big album art cover person. Like. You can have a oh, trash let me get, album. Let me get into that now. Art cover, paint. but you can have a really good album. It doesn't matter. Like your album art cover could be black, it could be all white. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. If the music is good, the music is good. That's yeah. really what I care about. I agree with that. This too. is just not to, to an extent. Like, I actually got to close this off my there, laptop. There are some them. album covers that's not as bad because I see what they're going for too. Like uh, in her first two mixtapes. You know, she was more like, I guess, hood, for example, and she's still trying to maintain that here while, hey, acknowledging that she's on the come up. My thing with album covers now is I feel like some of them are oversimplified. Like, I don't like, like, okay, and I'm a big Joel Ortiz fan. Joel Ortiz had an album with Illmind that came out a couple years ago Human. Called, called Human. Yeah. The album cover was literally the word human in white. Over a black, I didn't mind that. Whatever, that didn't bother doc. me. I don't like that. I didn't bother me like, at I'm all. Like yo, like yeah. it, like come on. Like, Something simple, simplistic like that to me is better than this. Where I feel like you're. If it reflects the music on I'm the album, I'm gonna give you another one. Kind of makes you want to think were, that you don't like. Yes, there's uh the cover of Freddie Gibbs' Thuggin' EP with wow. Madden. Wow. I don't like this cover at all. It's just a gold here's why, thing. Here's why I have no problem with that. I was I had totally fine when Kendrick did it with Untitled Unmastered. No problem with that. That's actually one of my favorite Kendrick projects. I don't remember yeah. what that cover was. It's just like that, but it's yeah, just like kind it's of just, green. Yeah. yeah, I like I get it. I get it. People are trying to like whatever, just be simple with it and just boom, here it is. Like I don't like that. I just don't. But anyway, back to the Cardi okay. B thing. I'm intrigued by her as an artist. Yeah. Um I, I am over it already. Like, you know, I'm I, at the point, even before this, I was like, yo, just come out with the album already. Because with me, it's like with social media, people just latch on to things just to latch on to things. And I don't want to get on this whole tirade again. Yeah. But how everything's just, you know, popularity doesn't equate to good and all that stuff. But with Cardi B, I'm at least intrigued because she's demonstrated that she knows what she's doing to some extent. And Atlant Atlantic is obviously has a lot invested in her. So I want to see... What yeah. happens when that album comes out? Yeah, How does it do? I'm actually gonna. I might be. Yeah, I might listen to it. But I'm not expect. I'm not. See, Invasion of Privacy is an album title that leads me to think that you're gonna be introspective. 
And I'm not really anticipating I, I, that I, from I, this. I, I, I don't, I don't know. expect that. I'm not anticipating that from this. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to hear explain. I'm that not expecting title. an all love lost Joe Budden type of album. No. But I'm expecting, you know, maybe she'll have a few songs there instead of her. But I, I what what I'm really expecting is her just, you know, just talking about haters and just going in about you know certain things and things like that, but if the songs are good, the songs are good. We'll you, see. We'll see. We'll see if it has a. Yeah. Has a Do you yeah. think she'll flex on the album? Oh God, yeah, hundred percent. But I, I also, I also want to know. I also want to <laughs> see if it's. I'm not. She'll if it's eighteen songs, I'm not. I'm not. Well, for, I'm not. No, for we're this. not even gonna go to how I feel about that. You <laughs> yeah. know how I feel about that. Yeah, like no. you know, with certain. Uh, I mean, you saw the you saw the track list for Book of Ryan. You were like twenty songs. Yeah, I'm concerned. Although the and first three th- skits. Yeah, I don't like that. And an intro that says intro, which leads me to believe that may be a fourth skit. Just, is just, there an outro? No. On only one feature, J. Cole. Okay. Which Bob is a Lopo. fantastic song. Phenomenal song. my favorite hip-hop song right now. Yeah. yeah. I can, um, I can has a great go video into that too. whole artist but discussion. Anyway. But anyway. We have um, some stuff on, to get on. into before mo- we wrap. Mo- moving on, because we have to wrap up. Uh, we're running out of time. Uh, Matt uh, was obviously watching his Utah Jazz the night before we recorded this. Take note. He had a tough loss, uh, which he should take note of, where Jalen Brown Please. hit a three-pointer to beat the game. And then somebody we know. We're not going to say <laughs> uh, names. You're not, not going to say names. his name. No. Came from that on Twitter. Yes. Number one Jazz fan in New York came for him and decided to talk a little, you know, to have a little smack talk. Yeah. A little smack. And this person is, like myself, is a Knicks fan. Yep. Now, here's what I would like to say to people, okay? When you're where the Knicks are, which is down. You can't come with a team that's competing for a playoff spot and talk trash. You can't nope. do it. You can't do it. You got be humble. Sit down. You can't do it. Hmm. You yeah. can't talk trying to think trash how I when feel your team about is that. down. Uh, you look real corny. Well, I'm the type of person where I will probably talk trash no matter what the situation is. Yes, you are that kind of person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm are. not talking about like fan of a team. No, I'm talking no, no. about I'll talk trash in the 12th round of a fight where I'm getting my ass whooped for 11 rounds. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I will yeah. do that. No, no, see, Sometimes you got to psych yourself up, although that's a totally different situation, that is a different than, situation. than fandom. You know what I mean? Also, because like, you could talking knocked about, out. We're talking about sports teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's different. As a that's fan. Completely, that's completely different. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know how you put, you got to put those people in their place. I did. So he came at me. He was, um, he did. He joined the bandwagon of that SpongeBob meme of him leaning against whatever, like. Oh, was, naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where did these yeah. SpongeBob memes Apparently, come from. Apparently, there's a thing now. Like, there's a new SpongeBob meme per week. But he came after me at that, and I'm I tired resp- of memes. I just he's like <laughs> Matt's reaction after the Utah Jazz loss. I was like, haha, whatever. I responded with a uh, office gif as a parody. Like, I just brush it off. He kept coming at me with this gif of a parrot and glasses over and over again saying deal with it and I was just like alright hold on hold on I was like there's bro. one of Sister Jean doing that which annoyed oh the, God. the hell is out there? of me I'm gonna have to use that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hit up to Brian anyways <laughs> anyways when um, they beat Michigan no more yeah yeah so, so anyways um, I was like yo why are you coming at me who are you a fan of who <laughs> responds at NY Knicks I responded hashtag take note with the gif of 50 cent looking at the camera in his car He's like, and he just drives away. And then he's just like, yeah, yeah. And he just drives away. And I didn't get no response after that. I was like, yeah, know your place. Like, know your place, bro. Like, don't come at me. You, 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 you finished him. Yeah, legitimately. Mentality. Also, legitimately, I don't think he knows basketball that much. I'm not going to assume. But it's like, I don't like when people come. Yeah, I don't like when people come after me and they don't really know a sport in and out. Oh. Like, that's all I got to say. 
like you know if, who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. And if you, you know, know the you if you know the Western Conference and you know how big this means and all that in the division and all that stuff like that, maybe I'll take you more legitimate. But if you're just coming to annoy me and stuff like that, I'm gonna shut you down. He's gonna quick. Fi- he's gonna follow. I'm gonna, you I'm gonna fire back quick. He's gonna follow you. People will be on their feelings. Oh and yeah. Start following yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Happens all the time. Brian and I were talking about this the other day. Yeah. People will be on their feelings and just start following. No. You. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take note. Just take note where your place just is take, and be just humble. Just take note. Right, last thing before we wrap up, Brian had posted right me on this. Time. Brian posted <laughs> me. Brian, why did you post me this question the other day about oh, the, so, the so, quality so, food? So, so um, basically, I was debating. So, I'm covering the NIT right now. Spoiler alert. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Listen, basketball. Man, Not invited tournament. I do everything. That's actually good. I never... Uh, you oh. never heard that before? No, I haven't. That's that's the, yeah, that's been, that, yeah, I put that's, you know I put it on as background noise between the you know the sweet the lead but, and the final four. Here's the thing: I'm, I was actually excited for the NIT tournament because I wanted to see Penn State. Penn State has probably yeah. the only NBA prospect left in the tournament who yeah. could be a Nick or a Net. Also, also, <laughs> also, you know what I mean? Follow, or somebody yeah. Else. Also, go May back. First, maybe go back to Brian's feed. Of the uh, Western Kentucky game because his oh. coverage on the Hilltopper was <laughs> yes, great. I, I loved it really so good. much. The mascot that was great. I was that, hoping that, that yeah. was lit. I was yeah. actually hoping Western Kentucky would beat Utah just because that's of that. We, you can see but it. that didn't end up happening. But now, nah, um, tonight, the night we're recording this, Penn State, Utah, 7 p.m. at the Garden. So before I went to the Garden to cover the semifinals yes. on Tuesday, uh, my mother had a day off. So I was talking to her and we got into the whole debate of would you rather pay for good quality food or settle for bad free food because I was I posed that question just because I was about to head to the garden we talked about the garden media food media food sorry garden we apologize we apologize because, we love because you. We love the, you. The, 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 the teriyaki bowl that I normally get when I'm doing Liberty Games there although that may not be happening this summer mm. because they're in Westchester yep. uh, that thing is Damn. banging thanks for the voucher but anyway <laughs> um, what's it called so we get to the media food and then I'm just like hmm do I want to pay for good quality food or settle for whatever's there? I'm not really a big fan of their food. And there's a spot right by there, right across from Models. It's one of those weigh and pay things. You put in Dope. some chicken, you put in whatever, you weigh it, you know, whatever. Me and Jeff did that instead. So I wanted to ask you guys if given the option, you may have a different answer than us uh, because, you know, we've had a lot more experience with this. Would you rather pay for good quality food? Whether you're trying to eat healthy, it doesn't matter. Would you just pay for good food or would you rather just settle for whatever's there because it's free and just save eight, ten, twelve dollars, whatever it is? I think it depends if I'm in a rush or not. If I'm in a rush and I'm hungry, I'm gonna get the food. I was that's early free. for what it's worth. If you were early? Yes. If you if I was early, I'd I got probably there at like five. If I was early game was at seven. Yeah, here's game. the thing. If I was early, I would have definitely paid for outside food if I knew the food was trash. Because, you know, I'd be like, yo, I got work. I want to eat something nice. I want to yeah. feel good before I got work. That's why I did. You didn't, exactly. But yeah, if I, I think it's situational. If I got there late, say I got there maybe mm. half an hour, twenty like 25 minutes before. Yeah. I'm settling for the food that's there just out of convenience and just so, like, I can eat that real quick and then get on the court where I got to be. Yeah. So I think it's all depending on where I'm at. I, I mean, I'm with Matt on that. I just think what sucks, the last thing I'll say is I think it just sucks that you have to pay so much to yeah. be healthy, right? Oh, you can get that yeah. so many man. crappy food options. I did have some Even good. outside of, like, media food, just yeah. crappy food oh, options, yeah, period. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, you know, it pays. You like, have to pay to be healthy. Yeah, there's a yeah. McDonald's right by the garden. Don't like, do that. Really no, don't do that. Nah, don't do that. I, uh, and let me tell you what I have real quick. I have some good uh, roasted potatoes, grilled 
Grilled teriyaki chicken. I'm with it. All right. Well, I will say this. I'm very hungry right now. That made me hungry. Oh, we're getting food at. We're getting can, food can right we find, Can we find? We're going to have to find some healthy food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> what day we're really going to eat on this podcast? We're gonna Yo, everybody, why not? We told you. We told you we we're going to have that. Preferably with a sponsor, yeah. guys. Sponsors. Hey, sponsors. Come at us. Come at us. Come at us. Come at us. We talked to a couple of you guys. You can come. You know how to reach us. We're growing. You know what I mean? We're hungry. We're starting to reach more people. Michelle, you episode yeah. you well over a thousand yeah. on YouTube only, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, 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 that's us flexing on you. Yeah, that's, that's, us, that's flexing. us flexing on you. All right, that's a wrap for episode 25 of the A Hard to Tell podcast. We'll have more coming in April, birthday month. Spring Word. should be here. Ooh, Baseball season will be in full effect. Good NBA playoffs out on Ain't hard, to, Ain't hard to Tell podcast. I can't even talk. That's and how boxing. I am. Boxing. And boxing. Got mad some fights stuff. next pop, pop. month. Boxing. We're all happy. Uh, we'll see if Matt's happy. Hopefully the Mets get this win today. Yeah. Let's go we'll have, Mets. We'll have more to talk about when we come back. Stay with us. Brian Fonseca, Dexter Henry, Matthew Feniza, Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. Take note. Are you Beat the Mets.